Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on December 5th, 2022 from A.T. Shire's house in Columbia. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. This episode features the latest on the new Democratic presidential nominating order with South Carolina at the top. We also update you on the Respect for Marriage Act vote in the Senate, and we wrap up our look at the Winthrop Poll. In business, the South Carolina ports celebrated a major milestone with the Charleston Harbor finally being deepened to 52 feet after 12 years. Huge moment there, folks. And we'll have more on medical in our next podcast. Also, we want to hear your stories. That's why we have a voicemail box set up to hear from y'all about your life in these interesting times that we live in. It's the holidays. Leave us a one to three minute long voicemail at 803-563-7169. Include your name, where are you calling from, and just a little bit about what's going on in your world. We've got plenty to talk about. We'd love to hear from you guys. 803-563-7169. Now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, the spread of COVID-19 is low according to county-level data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. We'll have more COVID data for you on Saturday from DHEC. So like we talked about on Saturday's podcast, South Carolina is officially now one step closer to becoming the first Democratic primary state in the country during the 2024 presidential campaign after the Democratic National Committee's Rules and Bylaws Committee approved a new nominating order. The committee on Friday updated the order from what we last reported on Saturday, and the dates will be South Carolina on February 3rd, 2024, then Nevada and New Hampshire on February 6th, Georgia's primary on February 13th, and Michigan's on February 27th. So while this might seem like we'll have a very busy 2024, if President Joe Biden does decide to run again as expected, it won't really matter too much because we don't expect these contests to take place as the Democratic Party will just coalesce around their incumbent president. But we talked about 2024 for the Republicans. That will be a different story, an all-out bash and run. But we're going to stick with the Democrats for a minute. And DNC Chairman Jamie Harrison who told members of the committee that he didn't pressure anyone in getting his native South Carolina to the front of the nominating order. Remember, South Carolina saved President Joe Biden in the 2020 election. Harrison said it was a thorough and transparent process, and he allowed the committee to do its work with little involvement from his office. Harrison noted that the process was emotional and recounted the importance of why these five states are critical to what makes the modern Democratic Party what it is. In in America... These people have often been forgotten, many times voiceless and voteless, and voteless, particularly those in states like South Carolina. I don't know if you all know this. South Carolina is a state where 40% of enslaved people came through the port of Charleston. 40% of enslaved people. You can go anywhere in this this country, you talk to black folks, and I guarantee you they got a cousin in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. This is a place where the Civil War was started. This is a place where Briggs versus Elliott, and some of you may not know that, you know Brown versus Board, but the first case about desegregation was Briggs versus Elliott in Summerton, South Carolina. Thurgood Marshall came. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) to talk about that. 
States like Nevada, where Latinos have been building their political power and lifting their voices. Michigan, the heartland where unions built the middle class, not in, in, in just that state, but in the nation. Georgia, where the phoenix of the new south has risen from the ashes of the old south. A new south that is bold, that is inclusive, that is diverse. Reflecting all of our diverse and progressive values. And New Hampshire. Continuing the tradition, the great tradition here in America, that small government is good government. Small government by the people and for the people. Folks, the Democratic Party looks like America. And this proposal by President Biden will reflect the strength of America's greatest asset. And that is our diversity. The proposed order was approved overwhelmingly by the committee, with the only objections coming from Iowa and New Hampshire members. The order still needs to be approved by the entire Democratic National Committee next year. Moving on, the Respect for Marriage Act passed the U.S. Senate last week by a vote of 61 to 36, with South Carolina Senators Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott voting against the measure that would enshrine same-sex marriage protections in federal law. Graham tweeted after the vote, saying in part, quote, my chief objection to the legislation passed today in the Senate requiring recognition of same-sex marriage is the lackluster provisions in the bill protecting religious liberties. They are woefully inadequate to the task. Creating a private cause of action in the statute is going to encourage a tsunami of lawsuits against religious institutions who are acting on their sincerely held convictions. I fully understand that many Americans accept the concept of same-sex marriage. I also understand that many in this country oppose the practice for religious reasons. Quote, the amended bill returns to the House for its final vote after it passed the chamber this summer, and then will head on to President Joe Biden's desk for a signature. But over the summer, we did see South Carolina Republicans Nancy Mace and Tom Rice joining the Democrats and Congressman Jim Clyburn in supporting the bill. Now, the bill does not require states to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples, but does require people to be considered married in the state where their license was issued. The bill also repeals the Defense of Marriage Act, which defined marriage between one man and one woman, and was deemed unconstitutional in U.S. Supreme Court decisions, specifically the 2015 Obergefell decision that granted same-sex couples the fundamental right to marry. Democrats pushed the Respect for Marriage Act following the Supreme Court's Dobbs ruling that overturned nearly 50 years of abortion access precedent. The move troubled same-sex marriage proponents in light of a worrisome opinion penned by Justice Clarence Thomas that said other cases like Obergefell decided using substantive due process framework like Roe should be re-examined. Speaking of same-sex couples, let's continue our look at findings by the recent Winthrop poll, which found that 56% of South Carolinians believe that same-sex marriage should be recognized by the law as valid with the same rights as a marriage between a man and a woman. 69% of Democrats agreed, as did 37% of Republicans. South Carolinians also ranked gays and lesbians as the most discriminated against demographic, with 78% saying gays and lesbians receive some to a lot of discrimination in society today. Black people came in second with 76%, Hispanics 72%, Asians 66%, and 44% said that white people receive some to a lot of discrimination in society today. 65% of respondents said women receive some to a lot of discrimination, and men came at 37%. So yes, being a straight white male is the least discriminated against person in society today, 
according to South Carolinians polled by Winthrop. Now for a look at some Christian nationalist-related findings. When asked if the federal government should declare the United States a Christian nation, 53% disagreed to strongly disagreed, whereas 31% agreed to strongly agreed, and 14% were undecided. Meanwhile, 46% of respondents said America holds a special place in God's plan, something 32% disagreed with and 19 couldn't decide. 37% of respondents said being a Christian is an important aspect of being truly American, compared to 47%. But when it comes to the separation of church and state, 69% of respondents agreed to strongly agreed that it is critical that our government maintains a separation of church and state. 15% disagreed. And one last finding, 31% of respondents agreed that the electoral districts in South Carolina were redrawn in a fair manner, while 27% disagreed. 39% of respondents didn't know. Democrats and Republicans were divided evenly when it came to disagreeing versus agreeing on this. Speaking of that map, the redrawn map was challenged by the South Carolina NAACP earlier this year in federal court. The arguments and closing statements have wrapped up in the case in which the NAACP asserts that the maps discriminate against black voters and violates the U.S. Constitution by doing so. The state newspaper reported that lawyers for the South Carolina NAACP asserted in closing statements that they had proven state lawmakers used race as the primary factor in drawing the first, second, and fifth congressional districts, and that their use of race was motivated by intentional discrimination. The defense denied the charge, countering that traditional redistricting principles and political considerations had driven line-drawing decisions. The court could require that the congressional map be redrawn in whole or in part, even if it finds that only one of the claims is met, wholly or partially. U.S. District Judge Richard Gergel, one of three judges who will jointly rule on the case, intimated on November 29th that he may be leaning toward a split decision. We'll find out. And real quick on the way out, former Vice President Mike Pence returns to South Carolina on December 6th. That's today if you're listening on Tuesday. He's making stops at Garden Sanctuary Church of God in Rock Hill and Village Church in Blythewood as part of his book tour for his book, So Help Me God. South Carolina ports celebrated a milestone more than 12 years in the making on Monday, the Charleston Harbor becoming the deepest harbor on the East Coast at 52 feet. The event included remarks from several dignitaries, including Governor Henry McMaster and Senators Tim Scott and Lindsey Graham, who got to make the call to the dredging ship for to dredge the last bit of the harbor. Take a listen. Clamshell dredge 58. This is Senator Graham speaking for the entire state of South Carolina. Let's do it. We're officially finished 52 feet in the Charleston Harbor. SC Ports CEO Barbara Melvin lauded all those involved in the painstaking process that included local, state, and federal partners in funding of the $580 million project, which first began with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Charleston District determining in 2010 that a large percentage of vessels calling on Charleston Harbor were tide-restricted and it was determined that deepening Charleston Harbor was both economically beneficial and environmentally acceptable to the nation. Here's Port's CEO, Barbara Melvin. Charleston now has the deepest harbor on the U.S. East Coast at 52 feet. We can handle mega container ships fully loaded with imports and exports without any tidal restrictions. 
This depth makes us more competitive. This depth attracts more investment and business to our state. Most importantly, our deepening project will bring economic successes and opportunities to South Carolinians for generations to come. It is truly a historical moment here in South Carolina. The project was authorized for construction in December 2016, and it began in 2018. Graham said days like these make all the crap he has to deal with worth it, noting that the project almost failed three times, though he didn't elaborate. You know, a lot of jobs depend on this port uh, being modern and viable and relevant. As we celebrate our success, we need to remind ourselves what failure would have looked like. The economy of South Carolina would have hit a brick wall, Henry, if we had failed to go to 52 feet. We're here to celebrate the most seven consequential feet in the history of South Carolina. We're here to celebrate building a ditch, the most important ditch maybe in South Carolina history. It took us longer to go from 45 feet to 52 feet than it did to build the Panama Canal. And this project was done in record time, which tells you a lot about America. We have to up our game. SC Ports had its most successful fiscal year in its history, handling 2.85 million TEUs in fiscal year 2022. It's a 12% increase from the year prior. SC Ports set records for 11 of the past 12 months in that fiscal year. And let's give you some history here, huh? Do you guys know how many times the Charleston Harbor has been deepened? Oh, wait. Eight times. This is the eighth time. And the first time, do you know when it was first deepened? 1851. I'm not going to keep doing this, but it went from 12 feet to 17 feet back then in 1851. And the deepening to 45 feet, which is where it currently was before the 52 feet, began in 1999 and was completed in 2004. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers notes that it has maintained Charleston Harbor for more than 140 years and has dredged it every year during that time to ensure the channel is at its required federal project depth, spending approximately 10 to $15 million and removing 2 to 3 million cubic yards of maintenance material from the harbor floor each year. As for what's next for the ports, construction is underway on the Navy Base Intermodal Facility, which will bring a near-dock rail to the Port of Charleston, resolving what SC Ports calls the last major competitive disadvantage SC Ports has as a major East Coast container port. In partnership with Palmetto Railways, CSX, and Norfolk Southern, will utilize the Navy Base Intermodal Facility, which sits one mile from Leatherman Terminal. Phase 1 will have the capacity for 1 million rail lifts, enhancing rail competitiveness, and attracting new business. SC Ports will also develop an inner harbor barge operation to transport containers between Wanda Welch Terminal and Leatherman Terminal. This operation addresses trucking capacity and supports the efficient movement of cargo. The $550 million project, which is nearly as much as the harbor deepening project cost, is funded by the state and is slated to be finished in July 2025. And just a look ahead for Saturday's podcast, the University of South Carolina 2023 Economic Outlook comes out this week. Stay tuned for a deep dive in what the state's top economists expect 2023 will look like.
Welcome to the wind down section, our little break from the news. We talk about life during the pandemic and we want to hear your stories as well. We need to. We actually need to. That's good. Yeah, we yeah. do. We need you to call us 803-563-7169. We are standing by with bated breath to hear about what you're doing these days, folks. Beth, breath baited. What you're eating, what you're buying. Hatches battened down. How the holidays are treating you. But just a little story about the holidays, okay? You know, automotive repair, personal injuries, any number of things. We're open. Just dial all all eights. All eights. You'll reach us. It comes straight to us. <laughs> yes. Oh, Chippy, see ya. Uh, anyway, Gavin, we have... <laughs> hey, Gavin. Gavin. Hey, we Gavin. have We got a kind of double dip here, and yeah. it's it, we're going to start with a mystery. <laughs> Is that okay with you? Yeah. All right. All right okay. Here's the first call. Mystery call. Mystery call. It is six seconds long. Listen up. And I need everyone listening's ears. I need everyone an ear. Okay. Everyone at least one, maybe two ears. Tell me what this says. <laughs> and I also love that uh, we ask for calls and we get six second mysteries. Okay. Here we go. I heard my name and uh, Diet Coke. I'm going to play this one more time. We really ask that you leave your name. Okay, here we go. <laughs> one more time. <laughs> I have no idea. What okay, I think I heard Gavin's name, Gavin Jackson. Yeah, I think we can all say that we heard my name. And then we hear at the very end... Diet Coke. Diet Coke. <laughs> and so... The, whoever this mystery caller is has some inside info on Gavin Jackson. Inside information about me drinking Diet Coke? Yes, you're addicted to Diet Coke. I've made that known. That's I not know. inside information. Well, we're just, it is inside information. Not not everyone in the world knows your addiction, your problems, your maladies. Prominent, prominent <laughs> li listeners would know that I'm addicted to Diet Coke. He is addicted to Diet Coke. I will say, if you're going to leave a message, leave your name and don't you know change your voice while doing it. Oh, I love a good voice change, though. And but this we'll is, let you do the voice change. That's what I'm saying, though. This is a listener who knows stuff about you personally. They know <laughs> that I love, I love to pitch voices or just pitch voices in general. And on, if anyone who listens to South of Spooky knows you and I love a mystery, a good case. I mean, this is basically the, the, the unexplained sound that we heard when we were in 100 percent. Yes. So uh, I would I would say mystery caller, call back in, leave more breadcrumbs. Yeah, I guess I should be more specific when I ask for people to call to, you know, speak clearly. <laughs> And tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and just a little bit about yourself. I what's going on? I like this mystery caller. I think, I say don't change a thing, okay? Well, I, I, I say change one thing. Let us at least understand what you're saying. <laughs> change a thing. What's the next call? Maybe we can actually hear the this person. This has very much piqued my interest, this first call. So uh, anyway, Gavin is upset about it. He'll, he'll And again, his body is a machine and it runs on Diet Coke. It is his oil. Anyway. We spent too much time on this. Here is next call. Hey, Gavin and the team. My name is Hunter. I am in Spartanburg County. There is so much growth here. There are places coming up everywhere. Um, it kind of makes me wonder, uh, you know, how are the roads going to support it? How are the business going to keep up? There is uh, an exciting future for Spartanburg. I'm interested to see where it's going to go in the next 10, 20, 50 years. Um, I'd love to hear what y'all think about Spartanburg and uh, have you come here. Let's uh, figure something out, and I'd love to talk sometime. I am a marriage and family therapy student at Converse uh, University here, and uh, I, I'm excited. I'm hopeful 
and hanging on to the hope and joy of the season. I hope y'all are taking care, doing well. I hope you've had something to eat today and some water and uh, are taking care of yourself as well. I appreciate all the hard work you guys do. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's bring the lead to Spartanburg. Y'all coming this way? Let's, let's talk. Thank you so much. Y'all take care. Bye-bye. Hunter and Spartanburg, we love that call. Love being able to hear you clearly. <laughs> and yes, we love Spartanburg. I was just up there uh, at the Beacon Restaurant, oh, one of our favorites. Yes, 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 there yes. Early November uh, for Governor McMaster's final swing, uh, his bus tour through the state. So got to make my last jaunt up there. But we haven't been back since we uh, did a live taping up there. We just found out 2019 was our last live taping there. Yes, yes. So it is time for us to revisit the upstate. Mm-hmm. And uh, also... Hunter, I love the energy that yes. you brought, a, a hot injection of youthful energy, huh? And verve, okay? And panache. Great Gosh. call. I, I differ on Gavin here. I would have liked your voice to be pitched a little bit. A little bit, bit more garbled <laughs> so no one could listen to what you had to say. <laughs> yeah, I personally like that. Anyway, uh, what do we think about Spartanburg? We do love the beacon. Gavin and I love a greasy spoon type mm-hmm. burger place, so... Uh, we also love the Dixie in Greenwood. Yes. That's great. So if anyone has any of those anywhere in Spartanburg, anywhere else, that is a good way to get us to come to your area. You got yes. a good brewery and a good burger spot. We love those. And uh, I love that you wished us well with uh, good food. And we did. I fed Gavin as soon as he came to the house. Yes. A, a, a hot, piping hot bowl of chicken tetrazzini. I was in need. I have only <laughs> eaten oatmeal today. This, that was like a long day and just a little Diet Coke. <laughs> love Diet Coke. So Gavin, he got a tetrazzini. I ate a Jamaican beef patty and a curry chicken patty. So that's what I've had today. <laughs> <laughs> now you know and water yes so we, water, both, yes. we both had water uh <laughs> you have to water us to grow it's part of so the gavin gavin this weekend, weekend monumental weekend yes how how was your weekend first of all it was fine it was very chill i needed a nice relaxing weekend I got to see some old friends oh yes the oldest friends she doesn't but, listen uh, to this podcast. yeah nothing too crazy <laughs> i am glad i'm thankful I have much thanks and, and praise in my life mm-hmm. because I, I know this isn't going to be popular, but I'm happy that uh, the U.S. is finally out of the World Cup. Oh, just, interesting. Just so we as a society can stop lying so to each anti-American other. anti-American is what I'm hearing. <laughs> no. I watched every minute of all the games. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I was excited when we scored. I was upset when we didn't score. But I, Even I, more excited when we lost. <laughs> I'm a realist here, oh. okay? In that, I'm, an Amer- I'm an American. Damn it. <laughs> I'm a realist in that we all don't like soccer. I mean, <laughs> I get that there are people that do like soccer who will be upset with this. But now we as a country can stop pretending. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean it's always rally around the flag. Do what you want. Support our country. And I supported us till the end. But yeah. we were never going to win now this we can World move on. Cup. And, and we can go back to, to not waking up early. To go, watch soccer. Now we can go back to watching just the Prem. The Prem. The Premier League. Premier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean, just... Uh, so Football, it, mate. If anyone is upset and anyone wants to explain the good part of a 0-0 tie to me, <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, I'm ready to hear it, okay? But uh, waking up at 9 o'clock to go open Craft and Draft with my wife 
to sit through a game that we were always going to lose was a little. <gasps> it was a little tough for oh, me. Oh, you know? no, we were the underdogs, baby. Hey, you gotta hey, rally. Go birds and all. We won Ugh, the Super God, Bowl. Don't calling even us try under, and make this about the birds. What? That was our slogan, and we wore dog masks. You guys have like what are you like eleven and one? Yes, baby. 11. Yeah, that screams underdog to mm, me. Not anymore. I'm saying the Super Bowl year that we won the Super oh, Bowl. God. We were underdogs, and we are eleven and one. Even though I penciled this week as a loss, <sighs> and I loved it, and I also love okay. Gavin that you knew the record well, because I knew the Commanders beat the Eagles. That's true. Yes, so the, I was like, the oh. footballs. <laughs> It was always going to be like that. HTTC. You, you don't like that. You don't mean that. It's HTTP. <laughs> you don't mean that. You know it, you don't mean it that. It is HTTP, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, everyone have a great week. Yeah, let me know about my breaks, everyone. Go They're still words. working. Go no one's part. called about the breaks. I also cannot stress enough. Everyone <laughs> go watch 1899, okay? Oh. That show is crazy cuckoo bananas bonko. Okay, okay I'm going to watch that. I just, I'm still watching... Berlin Station on Epic. You're so Euro, yes. It's but so my, good. My, my no show's football. My show's also Euro. Anyway, okay. Uh, have a good <laughs> week, everyone. Call in, please, because listen to this sound. Oh. It's empty again. Oh God. Yeah, it's, we just uh, used it all up. That's it. It, it. it would be a Christmas miracle if you called. So it'll be a Christmas to remember, <laughs> and we can do that with your help by calling 803-563-7169, just like Hunter and that mystery caller did. We'd love to hear you and understand you. Give us a call or give us some love on Apple Podcasts by leaving us a review. We always appreciate that. And you can stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. It's a great Christmas present. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. Oh, I'm Michael Caine, by the way. Caine. <laughs> I know who Batman is. Michael, okay. Uh, Michael, I, I'm not supposed to say. I'm not supposed Master to say. Master Wayne. Oh, have oh, I said oh, too much, I, I mate? I said too much. <laughs> I said too much. I'm Michael Caine, by the way. Look it up.